Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Blind Intelligence with me, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. We have two very special guests today. We have co-authors, the Crowders. They have a new book out, and they're here to discuss it with us. Say hello to everyone. Hey. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing, We're doing well. well. It's good to be here. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Ronnie, for having us. I'm going to start out with letting each one of you tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, my name is Luceneda, and I am originally from Puerto Rico by way of Boston, Massachusetts, and California, now residing in Arkansas. And writing has always been a thing for me, not so much an escape, you know, or, uh, you know, like to take me into another world, but to document things that have happened in my life, kind of like journaling, but more with a little bit of whimsy, a little bit more of uh, kind of like hopefulness, you know, for what would be. There was a time when I was journaling and it seemed like I was journaling just the horrible things that were happening in my life. So I said, you know, I'm going to stop that and I'm just going to concentrate on the positive and just see things and in a plain view and objective way and that's what bought me that along with my travels that brought me to here to Arkansas okay so where are some of the places that you have been besides Puerto Rico Boston and Arkansas well I've been to Atlanta Georgia I've been uh, you know we went on a trip there me and my sisters when we were younger uh, we've gone we've done a lot of the west coast you know we've been to most of California which covers part of it um, San Francisco the um, greater uh, northern central valley we've traveled there and in Massachusetts we've done Boston New York New Jersey just kind of run of the mill stuff Hey, um, I'm Marshall Crowder uh, by way of Georgia. Uh, now I'm residing in Arkansas. I've been here twice. It's, I came here in 2012. I had to go back for some issues um, with family issues. And now, now I'm back again. My job uh, brought me back. Okay. Uh, uh, so right I, now, it was okay. kind of like therapeutic for me. So. Okay. So I know that y'all co-wrote this book together. Have y'all done any projects separate? I know you said you've done more like journaling, but have you published and released? I have um, I've not done writing as far as a book, but me and my sisters were in a group back like in the early 90s. And we wrote most of the music for our for our book. So we are pu um, published through ASCAP as writers. OK. okay. Uh, I haven't wrote a book, but I've owned several companies from a, a pet company, uh, a T-shirt company. A restaurant, a club, a restaurant actually here in Arkansas. Uh, more entrepreneurship. This is the first uh, book venture that I went into. Okay, so this is your first actual project together. What yeah. made y'all want to do a book of all the ventures that y'all could do? Why a book? Yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> yeah. we, and we thought about that question. I'm going to let her tell you about this question. Well, when we first met, we knew that there was obviously a physical attraction, but, uh, you know, we're older now. We're not young. So we knew that in order for us to have a lasting relationship, well, yeah, we're older. not in our 20s. <laughs> <laughs> so we knew that we had to do something that would 
last a little longer. You know, sometimes people say, oh, let's make a baby. Well, for us, our book is our baby because we were able to express to each other and think of things from the past and, you know, relive certain moments in our life that really brought us to the point that we are. And, and these are things that we're sharing. He says it's therapeutic because a lot of things that were uncovered in his childhood came through while writing a book. And I was a witness to that. And a lot of a lot of times it's like a, a new birth, a new beginning. And when you say that something is your baby, it's not like, oh, I hold it near and dear, but because you've nurtured it and you brought it to the point that it is now. And deciding to write a book was kind of like easy for us. You want to add anything? Um, no, man. Uh, uh, I mean, like I said, we we. we I got the best starting. Yeah, like, she kind of like summed it up. But we we actually we needed uh something you know more than just you know our love and everything to uh carry us on through our relationship. So I like you know I've had businesses before. I said you know what, she's the. Uh, person that, you know, I'm creative, she's creative. So I said, let, you know, let's try to write a book together. So that's what we ventured in that, you know what I'm saying, starting this first project and this first book. So y'all started this book and how did it go? Was it like, hey, I got a good idea about this story. What you think about this? Yeah, yeah, we can do this and put this in here. And this. So how did y'all come about even working together to do this book and coming up with what the storyline was going to be? Well, initially, the way that it happened was because we met through an online dating app. So, okay. you know, when you're looking through the dating app, you're like, oh, my God, isn't it funny how people with from so many different diverse backgrounds get together like on this dating app? So when we met on the app, it's like we weren't on it like for months that, you know, I had been on dating apps before and that's not what I like to do. I like to see if the picture is nice, see if they can speak well, see if they have Yeah, and meet up immediately, like within a week, we need to meet up because I don't want to waste time on the computer. So when we met each other, we were talking about the places that we've been and it seemed like I had went, you know, to places like right after him, like when me and my sisters went to, uh, to Georgia, we just missed him, but you know, based on the stories that he was telling, he would say, oh yeah, I was in Atlanta. I'm like, oh my God, I was in Atlanta at that same time. We just missed each other. So we started, you know, thinking about scenarios like that. And then one day I got my ancestry done and I said, oh my gosh, look where I'm from. I'm from Cameroon. And he said, what? I might be from Cameroon too. And then he said, what if we're related? So we explored that and turned it into a whole story in the book, but we're not related. <laughs> so I have a question since you use the ancestry thing, and this is just something that's off the kind of kind of off subject, but do you ever wonder what happens to your DNA after you send it? Um, I've wondered, but because a lot of people were saying, oh, they might use it for such and such, or you might be, you know, put into this thing, but to me, if they want to use it for something that I'm not aware of, they're welcome to it. I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing. I can't possibly conceive of what they'll do with it. So I sent it. And for the purpose that it that I sent it for, it, you know, that's what they told me they were doing it. So and, and I think uh, the outcome uh, over, you know, over okay. there, yeah, overshadows, you know, what I'm saying the, the bad parts of it. Uh, me, me. I, I, I just asked what you thought. 
There's a lot of people that are saying, oh, they're going to get somebody on crimes or they're going to link you to this. And I'm I'm not even in that world. So if anything, yeah, if they find a criminal because of they, we have the same, you know, DNA. I'm like, wow, I didn't know dude was a criminal. So, (laughs) well, I didn't even look at it as a criminal. I mean, what if they use it for like medical research or something? I mean, I just wonder what did they do with it after they got it? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, they're able to use it for the medical research and come up with cures and stuff based on, you know, your DNA and your background. Well, I mean, that'd be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Maybe to save my family in the future. Who knows? Okay. Well, so y'all came up with the story of the people meeting on the dating site. So your book is kind of, kind of almost like based on a true story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with the framework of nonfiction. It, so. it has a framework of really what happened in our lives. It's like more than more than fifty percent of it is real life. Okay, so where is the story based at? Arkansas. Well, pr- present day it's in Arkansas, but it takes us. Uh, we take our readers on a journey. So okay. when we found out that we were from Cameroon. I wrote, um, you know, an introduction into what I thought might be, you know, our my great great grandmother, because um, my dad had told me a long time ago that his great great grandfather went to Puerto Rico and the master who owned him had chopped off his hands. And, you know, they, I always held that in the back of my head. And I'm like, wow, how was it that, you know, he came to Puerto Rico and then his owner just chopped off his hands. And then what happened? You know, so my father always told me the story. He says, yes, I remember. That's what my great grandfather used to always talk about. How You know, our slaves came from, you know, from someplace far. He didn't exactly know where, but he knew that they came. They weren't from Puerto Rico and that one of them had to be sent away because he had gotten his hands chopped off. Okay, okay. So what plans do you have for the book? Are you are you trying to, I mean, are you having book signings? Are you trying to get it turned into a screenplay? Have you been pitching it to uh, networks? So what process are you in with the book? Well, the book was just released on in November, so it's super brand new. We would like to do book signings, and we've approached several bookstores in regards to that, but due to the situation, they're canceling a lot of in-person book signings. So it's really put a damper. I mean, the, the virus has really made us push forward and as far as the writing goes, but as far as getting out to people... <laughs> Yeah, as far as getting out to people and introducing the book and introducing the characters, you know, the normally what you would do when a book launches, we haven't been able to do any of that. We're hopeful that to get the book into as many people's hands as we can so we could create, you know, the interest that we have. We want and we think that we've created characters that would appeal to the masses, especially in this day and time. And maybe create a, a bigger thing, maybe create a, a, um, a play, maybe create a movie, maybe, who knows, uh, maybe prompt us to write an even better sequel. But we'd like to get a lot of people interested in the characters in the book. With okay. online dating, do you, I mean, how long did it, did you take or did you have to sift through and look to find a good catch before that good fish 
before you had to throw them other ones back. You know what I'm saying? So it how did, it, it yeah. took a lot. Yeah, let her tell her, her, her little method the way she does that. See, what, what I would do is I treated the internet dating like I would a job. And then the meeting place, I would always think about it, picture it as if I'm actually at a club looking at people. So having those two, those two things in mind, you know, when I went in, I started like it was six months even before I saw his profile. And uh-huh. then I had responded. He just said, hi, one word. And I used to hate that when guys do it on the on the dating thing. So I said hi back and I let it go. Then he came back and asked me a question, but didn't respond for like th- two or three weeks. And then when we started interacting again is when we got, you know, we finally interacted like on a, a Monday and then on Thursday we were meeting each other. But I used to weed them all out because there's so many. They don't look like, you know, they they don't speak like you would think they would look like. And the character that they had on their profile didn't match up. It, it was just a puzzle that you had to put together. So you have to be super picky and super, super attuned to what it is that you want. So did you try different websites before you came across a website that you liked or did you? Oh, yes. Okay. I had tried a lot of them that you pay for, a lot of them that want to match you up. I read about the ones that give you harmony, you know, and I went on that one that you have to pay for and that one didn't work. So I said, okay, I'm going to try and just go for what's there not because I was thinking, okay, well, if you could afford to pay for your membership, then maybe, you know, there's something in there, but that had nothing to do with it. The type of guy that is going to be on there, whether they pay for it or not, they're going to send you a dick pic, whether they pay a hundred dollars a month or not. So (laughs) they're like children. And the first thing you say, Hey, how are you? And they're sending you a dick pic. It's like, Oh my God, what makes you think that I want to have you in the middle of the night? Yes. Talking middle of the night. No, (laughs) none of that. (laughs) No. I was just curious about that. I have a cousin. She met her husband on black people meet. They each other and started talking and found out that they originally, where they both were originally from, they were maybe like 30 minutes from each other. Their families really? lived 30 from each other. So when they come to visit for the holidays and everything, they're able to go see both their parents because it's like the families knew each other, but they didn't know each other. Wow, that's interesting. A whole other state, and they met on Black People Meet, and they ended right. up getting married and. Like I said, they were from close to each other, and I think they're on like their third child now. <laughs> wow! Yeah. See, it's how long? Success. How long ago? How long ago? Um, their oldest child, I would say, is maybe five now. Okay, wow. yeah, because uh, the first like chat was Yahoo chat. You know, that was back in the early 2000s. Then you know, what I'm saying you could, <laughs> but then you got and, different ones. And I didn't do any of that. <laughs> Okay. Well, I was very curious about that and I wanted to add that in. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. With COVID, I would say restricting a lot of people, especially, I would even consider book as books as part of entertainment. I would say in the whole entertainment world, considering books, music, live performances, sports, everything. How have you used technology to help combat some of 
the barriers to COVID right now? Uh, yeah, with my large um, uh, Facebook base, uh, Instagram with Wanderers Enduring Love, Instagram and Twitter, you know, with a social media period, you know, and I got a lot of friends, a lot of family from everywhere, all over the world. I met throughout the years just, just totally supporting me, you know, with the book. And, you know, they tell several people, then they sell several people, you know what I'm saying? I, it's just been my personality all my life, you know what I'm saying? That I've acquired a lot of friendships along the way that people support me. But with, and with the social media, be able to put it out there and everything. Of course, with this interview, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully it'll be able to get out there even more. Yeah. We're trying to do a lot of things what used to be in the beginning. I mean, you could think of us standing on a soapbox, hawking the book, you know, hey, come read, you know, come read the book, come read the book, where, you know, a lot of people have, you know, pre, pre-corona, people were like packing in, packing in to bookstores and, you know, and arenas and everything. Now we're not able to do that. So we really do have to rely on social media. And, you know, maybe a letter writing campaign or something like that. And especially word of mouth. Okay. So what is the name of the book? It's uh, The Wanderer's Enduring Love. So it's a... There it is. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's Wanderer's Enduring Love because in the story, our ancestors were actually kidnapped and taken into the slave trade. And the ship is called The Wanderer. Okay. And the last voyage of the, or the, the next to the last uh, um, voyage was to Georgia, where mm-hmm. he's from. Mm-hmm. And that's how my family got to Georgia. Well, based on the Atlantic slave trade back in the 1800s, uh, the Wonder was the last, second to the last documented slave ship that docked in Georgia, Jekyll Island. Mm-hmm. That's how my family got to Georgia. Okay. So we did a lot of research you know, to find out, you know, the wanderings be like, oh, wow, it was the, you know, in the slave trade. So let's use that. So it was an actual ship. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Yeah. The wanderer is an actual ship. Yeah, it wanderer. was a slave ship. Yeah, it was, it was used for several reasons. It started out just like a... Like a cruise ship? Cruise ship, you know what I'm saying? Then uh, they used it to sneak slaves from uh, Africa to here. Uh, then they used it for... The naval took it over for a little while. Then they went back. The merchants took it over. And it's sunk like near Cuba. If you look at the Wanderer uh, on uh, the internet, it'll tell you everything yeah. about slave ship. It's, it's a great story, though. Okay. So, how long did it take y'all to finish this project from beginning to end? Uh, when did we start it? I think we started it in twenty, yeah, two thousand and nineteen, early in two thousand and nineteen. And uh, here and there, but then uh, during the COVID, she was laid off. Uh huh. And so that really kind of like pushed everything. We we was able to focus on it every evening mm-hmm. during the day, every weekend. We just really, you know, really put it pushing it through. So by by the end of August, we were done with it. So it took us probably a year. About a year, you know, off and on a year. Certainly, would you say that COVID was a blessing? Because I know with Definitely. me, I felt like when COVID hit and everybody was sitting at home, I mean, I still had to work. I was working from home, but everybody had to sit at home. I was like, you know, really, I can do whatever I want to do. And I'm going right. to try this. I'm going to try this. And I'm going to try to this, do this. And people were like, we got all these ventures going on. Why? Because I want to and because I can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. To us, it was a blessing in disguise, and we got COVID. 
Yeah, we, we got COVID together. Yeah. 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 Well, after, after our bout of, um, he his only lasted for about three days. My COVID lasted for a full 12 days. And nine of those days, I was weak and in bed with 102 fever. Oh. Yeah. So. During those times, I mean, I don't know how how everybody takes sickness, but I'll be like, oh, Lord, I don't want to be sick no more. Just please go on and take me, Lord. I'll be like this. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have got sick. Uh, do mental conceptions on it or even though you were weak and you were tired, were you constantly still thinking about, I could put this in the book. I need to do this to the book or for that time we were more than than mm -hmm. almost a almost all done with the book thank yeah. god yeah. so we were just working on you know tying up any loose ends because when the when yeah, covid got us i know i couldn't do anything i couldn't even get up and go to the bathroom so much wow. less think about what my characters were doing in the book okay so your main character I want you to give me a description of your main character's personality. Well, the main character, because uh, the book, the the way that it flows, it goes back and forth from Cameroon to current day, Cameroon to current day. So in Cameroon, you have um, my, my Lusamba, and she is a young Cameroonian girl who you know, is anxious and full of life. She's a, she's a strong-willed woman. And, you know, she, she knows the direction that her life is going in. Okay? And oh, then... Uh-huh. I think when I was talking to you earlier, I was asking, I was telling him that um, I don't like to know the, um, the colors of the characters. Right. So, so do in this book, are you leaving the description? I mean, you guiding guiding the description, but leaving the description up to the reader. I mean, exactly. so how okay. Exactly. Yes. Because I'm in the descriptions, we don't talk about her having or bronze skin or dark or we let the reader understand where it's from. If we're saying, oh, the, the like the redness and the fullness of her lips, that would probably be the extent of it, but we're not really categorizing it because the best thing about reading a book is that you could take it into your own imagination and draw your own image and and let her be what you want her to be um oh. as far as a description of her i would just say that she is someone who was strong-willed you know i'll use those kind of descriptions where it, it's not physicality it's more describing who she is you know that she's in cameroon so you know that she's not going to be anglo-saxon She's Cameroonian. Now, what your idea of that is going to be is up to you and your imagination. Right. But she's this strong person who finds herself in in an inner struggle because the love of her life has been taken away brutally. At first, she doesn't know what's happened. But when she realizes what's going on, you know, she mourns for a while and then decides to, you know, to, to live her life. You know, this is what he would have wanted. And just as she's beginning to live her life again, she's found another man in her life. His name is Elias, 
who's come into her life and really nurtured her, really understands and has let her grieve, you know, and they formed a bond, they form a family. But what happens, then the both of them are kidnapped again and taken into the slave trade. She manages to escape because he urges her, no, this cannot be a life for you, you go. So she escapes and he's taking off, he's taken uh, into the ship and sold as a slave in Puerto Rico. Okay. It you sounds know, like a romance, it's a thriller, it's a, I mean, it's yeah. a lot of stuff into one sound pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the and modern day portion of it. Passionate about it. <laughs> yes. The modern portion of it is how he and I met, our interactions on the internet, how we came. It talks a little bit about his life in Atlanta. It talks about my life in Puerto Rico. It talks about my life in California. And, and we develop our characters, you know, to to get, to build a bridge from Lusamba in Cameroon to now in the present time. So he drew a little bit on his childhood. You know, he, he likes to make himself engaging. So in the book, you'll see him develop a little from, from a young boy into the mature person he is and what made him you know, go into that computer and, you know, swipe on me. <laughs> okay. So tell me this, out of all the professions that you have done, where would writing rank for you? Uh, I mean, yeah, we discussed this the other day. Yeah, I don't know if it had hit me, hit me yet. You know what I'm saying? The book being on the shelf, you you able to go into Barnes and Nobles or you click online and buy it, and people are like you know really loving the story. Uh, I've did so much in my life. I've did a lot of accomplishments. I own, I own several companies that you know some more successful than others, but I've never been that fearful of just uh, venturing out there and uh, and making it happen. But um, I mean, the author is is getting there. It's getting to the you know top of the list. So you know things doing then it's bringing out more because we we having more projects that you know to come behind mm -hmm. it with the sequel of the wanderers plus another uh, we we act in the act of doing a children's book you know what I'm saying <laughs> based on my own organization as a kid and always losing my shoes and mama going off on me losing my jacket <laughs> losing my backpack so i like you know what i'm sure a lot of kids deal with these kind of issues every day no it wasn't just me so but hopefully be able to help kids so this is the start of, of something, but yeah, you know, so, yeah. But what she wants to know, how does this rank? How does... You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's up there, you know. It, I say <laughs> to me, it's something it, It's something that I think that when, when it's done right and it's executed right, I mean, it's a meaningful job just like any other. And there are a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say, wow, you wrote a book. And, you know, I, I like that. And I like that a lot of people, you know, are... are not so much astounded, but they're like, wow, you did it. And what I want to tell people is you too can do it. The only thing that keeps a lot of people back is writing is very personal. And to put yourself out there, a lot of people don't want to have people examine them and, and get a window into who they really are. Be that good or be it bad. But, you know, a lot of us don't want to go that deep. To me, you know, I am who I am. So, you know, if that comes off as a good person or if it comes off of a bad person, it's still a character, you know, and it's something that I think is engaging 
and someone might be drawn to it for whatever reason. But I like to think that I'm a good person bringing it out. Okay. So which direction do y'all think that y'all would be going more towards? Would it be more towards writing, um, I would say, thrillers or the children's books? I think it's going to be a combination of a little bit of everything. Whatever uh, pops in our head, we're not going to probably um, categorize us in just yeah. one category. Because I don't think that'll be too much of a thriller, but kind of like more modern day. Um, because thriller would be, you know, I, I don't like to be scared at all. You know, he can sit down and watch the ID channel. All the not horror. <laughs> oh, well, thriller, you know, that... If it's something like I watch movies that are thrillers and I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And what happens? Oh, and yeah. I'm the type of person that I'm always thinking of the next step. Well, what's going to happen? It's like she got kidnapped. Oh, my God, what's going to happen? What are the people thinking? You know, what is her mom going to say? Who's going to find her? You know, and to me, that's very stressful. So I want a book where you could read and not be stressed out. I know I'd be stressed out every moment. So I have to write something that's a little bit more relaxing. I stay up all night long to read a book. I start reading a book and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I just keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. And it's like, when I was younger, I used to like read like a lot of uh, romance, Harlequin romance. And I'm Me like, too. why are you up all night long reading this book when you know he gonna marry her? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I wouldn't be sad until I read the last page. To like in books where I couldn't figure out the ending. That mm. I, I like those cliffhangers. I don't like I can't figure out the ending. I have to read until the last page so I can know what's gonna happen because I have read books and get right down to the last chapter and it ends totally different than what I think. And I'm like, what in the world? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. One of the authors that really does that that I like to read is Mary B. Morrison. I never figure out her books. Mm. Um, actually, I had a situation like that yesterday. One of the guys uh, from my corporate came down to do uh, some more, uh, business with us, and I told him a book. He actually didn't know I wrote a book, so he opened it up at the last minute on the way out reading it. And he he said, "Man, let me tell you about this part." So he talked to the other guy <laughs> reading the part. He said, "Hey, you want to hear this other part?" And he kept on reading it because it was about me, and he knew about me because we worked in Atlanta together. And uh -huh. so he couldn't put it. He said, "Man, wait! I can't wait to get home." He, he had to travel back to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go back home, but he's, he's you gonna have to start writing under alias name if you're gonna be writing about yourself. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I did kind of uh, somewhere. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Once I go, once I do my biography, it's gonna be alias for real. <laughs> well, I appreciate y'all for coming. I want you to tell everybody the name of the book again. Uh, when it came out, where they can get it at, your next projects, and how to find you on social media. All right. So it's actually The Wonders Enduring Love. And uh, you can find it at uh, Amazon.com, ebook. Uh, you can find it in Barnes and Nobles online or in the stores now. Um, the Wonders Enduring Love at Instagram, is it? Yeah, Instagram. Uh, then uh, Twitter, Wanderers and Doodler, Twitter, Twitter, and then The Wanderers Enduring Love. And, the Wanderers Enduring Love. Yes. And Facebook, The Wanderers okay. Love. All right. Is there anything else that you would want to add? Uh, we fell in love with the characters, of course. 
And we're sure that someone is going to find them relatable in some way, whether it's someone that's looking for love in the internet or finding out who they are through ancestry, where there's something in there that's going to pique their interest. Okay. And if there any opportunities out there for someone who want to write a screenplay uh, about the book, reach out to us through uh, Facebook or Instagram or any Twitter, other any of the platforms, and we'll definitely be able to work with you and uh, put this out here on the play. Okay. Well, I appreciate y'all for coming. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the video channel, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.